0: So this, my husband was quick to tell me this is a lot of information on a slide. So I know for a lot of you, you're gonna like maybe tune out from me because you're already reading. But I'm gonna walk through, again, the four different personality types and what's here and just talk it through with you. So again, I'm hoping to um, maybe even trigger like, hey, I missed that sale in the last week or two and now I'm identifying why. And you could call that client back and perhaps make a sale or you're in the home this week or in the weeks ahead and there's something here that helps you make a better connection with your client because you're more aware of how to identify why it is they're responding and doing the things that they're that they do which makes it easier for you then to overcome those objections okay so let's start again with the dominance so how what do they like in a sale so they appreciate efficiency So now, again, I'm not an expert here, so I actually, in making this statement, I leave room for Fitz or one of you top producers to correct me, but we spent a lot of time last Tuesday talking about the power of building emotion in a home, because this is an emotional sale. Every time they see that, that draft coming out of their account, we want them to trigger back and go, oh, right, that is so that my son or daughter you know, has a secure future. I know they're going to go to college. I know they have a home to live in. I know that they're cared for. We want them to go back to that moment because you built it. However, when you're dealing with D's and you try to go in too quick for the emotion and you haven't yet gotten into the important details, they may quickly disregard you. They may quickly be like, come on, you need I, I get what you're trying to do. Let's move on. They're going to be very assertive with you and really try to shut down you building emotion. So this is where my suggestion is when you find yourself dealing with a D. um, I would actually, they appreciate efficiency. They like professionalism. They want to know what the return on the investment is. So they they want to feel like you're coming in and you are competent in what you're talking about. But yet, at the same time, they are to- because of that competency, they are totally fine with you saying to them, I don't know the answer to that. I will get back to you. What they do not like is for you to be too slow to answer, oh, like, I don't really know. They like direct eye contact. They like to know that you are confident in the things that you are saying to them. And so the point is not so much that you need to know everything, but that you need to be willing to say to them, I don't know everything, but I'll get that answer to you. That's how Ds like to be dealt with. And the thing is, I think once you get to that point with them that you've answered their initial questions well enough, then I think you have an opportunity to go, okay, I answered your questions. Now I need you to tell me why this is so important to you. And you now have an opportunity to talk about and the emotion and build the emotion. Um, again, eye contact. Oh, and I like this one. Ds like to feel like they're in control. They want to know that they don't want you to be in control of the appointment. They want to be in control of the appointment. And so to some extent, you've got to find a way to hold your confidence in your professionalism, but let them think it's their idea to make this sale. That's how D's like to be sold. I'm married to a D. I know how to sell a D. So, um, Okay, and so let's move on. Influence. So when you're dealing with influencers, they like the stories. They want to know how your product has changed someone else's life. They love the human factor of, of these sales and how what they're doing is good not only for their family but for the common good. They, um, they want to know about the client who um, you know, that you last week had to deliver the death claim to. That moves them. Stories are great with influence people. Um, emphasize ongoing relationship and customer service. Michelle Olliman is a beast at talking about this and staying in touch with her clients. In fact, it's like one of the biggest concerns for her right now is who's keeping up with my clients? Um, but this is really important to um, influence people. They want you to emphasize that and talk about that don't focus too much on um, facts and figures so with them this is in contrast to a D or as you're going to see us talk about with a C they do of course care about it but they've probably not done any real research ahead of time like on the product or on the rates things like that so while that is important um, they are more emotive they are sold they literally are sold on emotion Um, they're great when you're dealing with them to make sure that you are summarizing along the way and constantly getting their buy-in. So you're, and we talk about, again, this is a great technique that we've talked about before, but this is particularly effective with eyes when you're like, oh, this looks really good, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Mr. Smith? Doesn't this look awesome? Won't this be really great for your family, Mr. Smith? Can't you now see that your family is well-protected, Mr. Smith? Constantly getting their engaged and asking them questions and getting them involved and in yes, answers. And at the very end, it just says there, it says, make a direct close so you can be direct with eyes, um, and reassure them of how they've made a, tr- a great decision. Just like I was just saying, don't you see now how good of a decision this is that you just made? You're now part of our community. You're now part of, you know, the Foresters family. You know, all those things. Those are things that eyes love to know that they're a part of the Foresters community. How they go and they do service projects and all of that kind of thing is really helpful with eyes. And so, and again, your D's and eyes are your ones who are faster moving, faster talking, leaning in. Typically, they dress in bolder colors. You can almost tell sometimes just simply by the clothes that people are wearing but will tell you a lot about their personality type. So pay attention to those things and try some of those techniques this week with D's and I's. So here we're gonna talk a little bit about um, S's and C's. So steadiness and compliance. So these are the people, remember, that are more laid back. They're less trusting. So building trust is so important particularly with a steadiness so building trust and rapport which again this was a huge topic last tuesday about how to build rapport um I'll, i mean uh, stephen davies talked about the power of the three c's which all of a sudden now that i've mentioned it i don't have to remember them i know one of them was comedy oh c- compliment and commonality those were the three he said compliment them find something in common and um and use comedy that's s's all day long are going to respond to those three C's um, and the great news is you probably majority of your clients like I'm saying are S's uh, they like to see a vision they like to see themselves in the future so you're helping pitch them a vision of what this product is going to do for them um, tell stories of why other clients chose your product so this is another one that Fitz has often taught us like the, the third party like um, what do you call it the th- third party verifier. So um, they like to know that other people think this product is awesome as well. That is a selling point for them. They also like, like they, if they're in the home, let's say um, it's a mom and she's got a grown son. She wants her grown son's approval if she's an ass of the decision that she's making. She wants to know the people around her think she's making a good decision. That helps her build the sense of trust and security. Um, they want you to be an advisor through the process, so you're advising them and consulting them. Um, because, And I talked about the validation of a third party, knowing that they can cancel at any time this is, again, this is me, so I love, I mean, I'm always asking, what's the, what's the exit strategy? I'm always wanting to know, what is my exit strategy every time I'm making a sale? You know, like, I'll never forget, like, driving my car off the lot for the first time. I mean, I can take it back if I need to, right? Like, I just need to know, and I've never taken my car back, owned it forever now. So, uh, but something in that sense of security. So sometimes with S's, it's good to let them know, hey, we can call and cancel, let's get, it, um, let's get this submitted. Hey, it never hurts to get it submitted. You're covered now that it's submitted. And we can always call and cancel in a few days. They're probably not going to cancel as long as they trust you. But they just need to know that they're allowed to. It makes them feel more secure. Um, Compliance. So compliances do not like to be rushed or pushed. So this is where, for example, if you are an I, you might have a lot of, like, rub with a C. Because do not rush me do not push me. They come across, they probably can come across cold. Like S's will be really warm. They're just probably really um, have a tendency to give you think about it. I got to think about it because they don't trust. Um, So you need to ask deeper questions. Sorry, I just skipped back to S's, but you need to ask more questions if if they're not trusting to find out what it is that they don't trust. But with C's, they can tend to just sort of, they're just not as, they'll just kind of go cold on you like Mm -mm. and they do not like to be pushed so you've got to let them move at their own pace you've got to be ready to be patient to answer all of their questions they care about the details they've already researched you they've already researched your product they already know the high-level things they want to know now about how this customizes to them and perfectly fits their needs and they and you need to be prepared to talk to them about the things that are important to them and be patient with them. And, and again, I, I, we will, re, I will remind you, you don't have to know all the answers. This is what the 411 is for. This is, what the, the, this is what the team is there for to help you find the answers. But it's about a willingness to be patient through the things that concern them so that you can help answer all of their questions. Don't lose credibility by flattering. They can read through that muck quick. So kind of going back to the CCC, you need to make sure, and Steven talked about this, that you're genuine in the things that you're saying to them because they'll, they'll sniff out the flattery really too quickly and they will instantly not trust you. They are sticklers for timeliness and neat and tidy so if you're showing up and you're all disheveled and you don't have your papers together that's instantly a little bit of a red flag to a C because they don't operate that way and they assume already that you've lost credibility or that you don't know what you're talking about if you can't show up timely and orderly. So I hope that those um, that that discussion has helped you to where you might be able to identify this week when you're dealing with a client of ways that you might be more effective at connecting with that client based upon their personality type. So to close us down today, this is the final um, slide or just a challenge for you to really, it's kind of like at the beginning of when we were talking about Jeff Bright, I really love the first question he asks of, do you want to sell insurance, life insurance? I love that question. Because, of course, it just seems like, well, of course I do, but the reality is if you're not out there making dials and talking to clients, you might actually not want to because your actions are actually revealing what it is that you believe. So again, I want to challenge you today to believe a little deeper that you are worth uncovering how it is that you engage uniquely with the world. And the more that you learn to value yourself in that way is the more that you will learn to value other people and therefore be more impactful in how you connect and, and move the hearts of other people. Um, so, and here are just a few ways that you can challenge yourself to do that. And one of the challenges here is asking, your, asking 10 colleagues to give you stories of when they thought you were at your best. 10 colleagues, friends, family members, When were you at your best? Because that will help you in the self-discovery process when you begin to realize, well, this is how other people see me at my best. You get to step outside yourself and have people giving you perspective from the outside looking in. And the other thing is in that process, though, you've got to develop the attitude of a wise person can receive correction. Because again, what happens in this process is you begin to realize that sometimes I'm misusing my strength. And you don't even know that you're doing it. But we have to care enough to want to know, even though it hurts. Because as we uncover it and we start realizing, oh, I can use this strength more effectively. That's how we'll begin to mature our strengths and begin to grow. So let me ask you one more time. Do you think uncovering your unique way of engaging with the world is worth doing? Is that worth it to you? Um, I hope so. I hope after going through all this with you today that you feel more um, inspired and more educated to go out there and be more impactful in the field this week. But I also hope that it encourages you in your communication, not only with yourself, but with your close friends and your family to help improve those relationships so that they're they are more meaningful to you as we're walking through life together. So um, can't wait to hear the stories of how this is helping and affecting you.